No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out, you're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Why can't every day be like this? No simple road. Yeah, no, I've been on that road too. Touch my water, boy. I'll slap that blonde out your hair. <laughs> Touch wow. my water, boy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hey, now, no support family. What's happening? Aaron's being all willy-nilly with it and shit. <laughs> willy-willy. Willy-willy. No, willy-willy-nilly. It's different than willy-willy. <laughs> Mel's got the casitas. So, so I, as you can tell now, we are back this week. <laughs> yeah. We're not <laughs> yes, sick anymore. We are. we are back with another edition of the No Simple Road Weekly Rewind brought to you in collaboration with Melt Premium Mushroom Chocolates. Yummy. Everybody. Listen, here's the thing. We all need a little help with our consciousness, our our um ourness of ourselves our, now and then. Our mental help, our help. <laughs> Sometimes you just want to have fun too. And one of the And ways you also can, you want to be healthy. True. And one of the ways you could do that is by consuming Melt Premium Mushroom Chocolates Premium Blend of Mushrooms and other fun stuff that's in their chocolate. That's right. And uh, the other way they, fun guys. Yeah. I see what you did there. Yeah, that see. That's funny. Uh, it'll make you melt. That's fungi. It's true. <laughs> and the reason that they named it Melt because they want it to melt away your cares and worries. You know, the world that we live in today is... Very strange. And the best thing that we can do now is to know ourselves. And one way to do that is to take a little microdose and uh, learn about who you are and how you deal with the world. It will help you with anxiety. So I've heard, nobody here is a medical professional, but I've heard tell that it can help with anxiety. It can help people get off Adderall, it can help you concentrate. And and it's very relaxing. So somebody who's like has anxiety and it helps you to relax, that's an invaluable thing. Every bar has their premium mushroom blend in it and then added lion's mane. It is all top shelf 
bomb chocolate. And there is ten delicious flavors. Like yeah. Mm. yeah, ten flavors. So here's the deal. What you're gonna do is you're gonna go to Instagram and you're gonna follow Melt Mushrooms, and you're going to DM them and say, "Hey, Melt Mushrooms, my name is so and such, and I am sent here by No Simple Road, and they are gonna give you twenty dollars off your first bar." Woo! It's just like that. That's They'll a great send deal. you their their um. Menu is the word I'm looking for, and uh, you found it. You will have some amazing family-created mushroom chocolate for yourself. So thank you to Melt for sponsoring this episode of No Simple Road Weekly Rewind. And yeah, that's that. Yeah. So yeah, and we're back. This is Apple and Mel and me, and we're back. (laughs) And uh, me, we. We're sick last week. If you didn't listen to the East Nash Grass episode, you don't know why we weren't here last week. Well, the reason was Mel and I were literally <coughs> laid up. We were laid uh, out. So we were laid up, laid out, and couldn't lift a finger to do a damn thing. <laughs> Both had true. fevers and chills and aches. And yeah, it wasn't any fun. But we're back. And, uh, and doing better. Yeah, I feel great today, actually. I Today was the very first day I was like, oh, I'm 100% back to myself. Yeah, I'm still getting there. I think that today was definitely much, much more than yesterday, but I'm still, you know, my I, my head's far away. Still, huh? Yeah. Wow. I had a very um, engaging uh, kind of a morning today. Yeah, I did a lot of running around. I was with Sean and went and met a new friend and for coffee. And uh, yeah, it's a uh, it was been a busy, busy morning. And then we I had a rush home for we just did an interview with Christian, Christian Lopez. Lopez. If you aren't familiar with his music and him, you should go check it out before we release the episode, so you're not yeah. blindsided with this amazing human being that we just talked to. It'll be coming out in a couple of weeks, but yeah. And you know, uh, it brings me to what I wanted to talk about today. Actually, uh, we were just discussing with Christian about being yourself, being a superpower. And that seems like it should be, um, a given, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, I, I'm me. Why would that be a superpower? But I think, that in the the way things are now we're conditioned in such a way that when we're coming up we take pieces of other people's personalities and things we see on tv and different weird stuff sticks to to us and we lose we can lose who we are in the process Mm -hmm. and part of growing up is finding out who you are as a human being, what you like, what you don't like, um, where your talents lie, what your passions are, what makes you angry, what makes you happy. And when I say each of those things, it's not like, let's just take what makes you happy, right? What makes me happy could mean a lot of different things. What makes me happy could mean um, something that I do that I know makes Mel feel happy. So it makes me happy. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Or like uh, 
it makes me happy to do this thing because I know that it looks good. And everything that we feel and do can be like that, right? Yeah. And getting to know who we are as a human being on this planet, like what do I like apart from everybody else's influence? What's my thing that I like or things? What makes me happy apart from everybody else? What's the things that makes Aaron happy? And it's, that's a difficult road. Some would say it's not simple. Well, it's a difficult road to wow. find all that stuff out. What are you going to do with that information when you get there? What do you mean? Like, what are you finding all that out for? To be unapologetically who you are. So you think it, you have to know that in order to act that? A hundred percent. You can't embody something you don't know. If, if all you are and do is a conglomeration of outside influence, right? I don't think all we are is any can be whittled down to just one thing. There's a lot of people running around out there that have never mind any part of who they are they're running on autopilot and we see it on look you and i like to sit and watch trash tv once in a while and i'm not judging anybody i'm just making an observation some of the folks that we've seen on that there's there's nobody home it's a it's a puppet almost a stuffed shirt do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I get it. But even still, those people have, you know, you know, I don't, I don't know where I was going with it. So I don't, I don't want well, to beat a dead horse. I, I think what, like what you're saying is very prevalent in our society to try to mimic other people that have become famous or something. Yeah. Especially with like social media and like the way people act on like some of those trash TV, like dating shows. Yeah. Like, like you're going to fall in love with somebody within two minutes of meeting them and be, you know, the world we live in. Yeah. yeah, What what Aaron's talking about. I get it that that's out there a lot where the people aren't being themselves. They're trying to be something they've seen because they think that's the road to obtain success or something or acceptance. Yeah. Yeah. But so for you, Mel, like, what are some of the obstacles that you've run into in like getting to know who you are? Hmm. Like when <clears throat> the reason I'm bringing this up is like when we went to go see cheese a couple of weeks ago, I had an experience where like, uh, yeah, you go first. So I really can... felt like I stepped into who I am more. I've known that part of myself for a long time, but never like fully embodied it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that was the first time I was like unapologetic about it. And this is who I am and it's okay. And it it was very, it was extremely liberating. Like, 
and it stuck. I still feel like that. Like That's I don't. Great. Yeah. Yeah, I saw it happen. I I saw your enlightenment. You know, there's like a wonder that happens in people's eyes when they see something amazing. Like if you you know watch somebody when they're watching like a guitar solo or something. You know that face that they make that's like awe. Um, that definitely happened to you. Mm-hmm. And, and it was it wasn't any any like um l- huge realization it was more of a feeling mm-hmm. of like i'm okay it's something as yeah. simple as that and like who i am is okay and it's cool and and be it and do it and <laughs> yeah. don't don't like hold it back don't don't give everybody 70 so, percent. so what was your barriers to that because you were asking me but you kind of already started so like you, that realization what was your barrier to having that maybe 10 days prior or, you know, five days prior? I think for me, it, it was a lack of self-confidence and stemming from being the youngest of four older brothers that continually picked on me and took an impressionable little kid brain and told that little kid that he was a dumbass and he wasn't good enough and he wasn't good looking enough and that he wasn't smart enough and that he wasn't athletic enough and he wasn't crafty enough and it, it just all of it enough, not enough. And even if I intellectually understood that that was wrong as I got older, the residual effect of that program was running in the background of my head. And it's hard to undo. Right. And so I would always like allow myself to run at 75%. Mm. Do you get what I mean by that? And then hold back that that last 25 because I was scared that somebody was going to say, you're not good enough. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're waiting. You're not, like, yeah. You're waiting for the other shoe to drop. I was waiting for that. Yeah. You're getting waiting to get literally belittled. Yeah. At, at 51 years old. Programs still, are deep. Still carrying that bullshit in the back of my head. But that night, just something happened. Something clicked. It was a, I don't know. I don't know what, yeah. I don't know what the hell it was, but it clicked. And I was like, wait a minute, I can just do me. And (laughs) holy shit, so much much easier. (laughs) (laughs) It's easier to do you when you realize that. Why was I holding back that 25? Yeah. Like, (laughs) oh, that was dumb. So that self-confidence was really like the main. A thousand percent. That's like. If the, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Detriment or holding back is a tree. Mm-hmm. That was the roots mm. of it. Like yes. buried deep in the ground. A tree of detriment. Yeah. It was like, you know, Dang. you. I could be good at stuff, but I couldn't be too good. Right? Yeah. I, you can't like, 
can't shine too bright or you're going to get slapped or picked on or. And some people don't have that problem. Some people are really good at using their light to shine. Like not, this is not everyone's problem. It's a common one for sure. Yeah. But it's not everyone's problem. There's people that love the spotlight and they take it well and they, you know, look good in it. And, and then there's others that, you know, have a hard time being in there in that spotlight. I, I, I don't even like. I mean, take, your own. Right. I don't I, mean like, yeah, you know. Take no simple road out of the equation that we even have a podcast or any of that. Just the day to day living of being a human on planet Earth. Allowing myself to be me and like what I like is cool for me the food i like is fine for me you know that music is my favorite music it's okay nobody else needs to like it doesn't matter doesn't matter (laughs) and that's huge shit that's that's really huge that's yeah that's an epiphany Cause I, I know for myself, I went through a lot of my life judging what I liked based on how, what other people liked. Mm. Right. Yeah. I think we all do that to some extent. Yeah, absolutely. That's not cool. Whatever cool means, you know? So for me, it was all self-confidence based a hundred percent of like not measuring up to or not even not measuring up not believing that i could be me 100 percent, and it just got me thinking like just meeting christian like the first thing that i noticed about him was that's him like you could feel it from him mm-hmm. and that's dope and I think that is also what I was picking up on when I first met Luke. Mm. And I was like, I want that. Yeah. I want to feel like that when people like people to feel like that when they're around me. Yeah. And it's just him being him. It's cool when you meet either a mentor or like somebody in your life that you look up to, because that's a rare thing. Like, I don't just meet a bunch of people that I look up to. I, I, I do happen to have a lot of people in my life that I absolutely adore and love. But when you want to like be mentored or like you feel like they have something specific to teach you, that is a a really special feeling. Yeah. That's why there's a difference between your peers and a mentor. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I don't, it's, it's hard though. Like everything that faces us right now is not everything. I take that back. That's a blanket statement. A lot of what we see around us is telling us the opposite that we're, you know, you're not thin enough. <clears throat> you're not rich enough. You're not this, that, the whatever. That's the, I mean, that's the basis of, most marketing is 
reaching yeah, into. Yeah, I was going to say it can even go deeper because you're talking about you're not good enough. They're wanting you to correct something. Yeah, but that, that they're, you know, it, the marketing reaches into one of those places and pushes the button yeah. to get you to like, oh, I'm going to sign up for the class gym or the gym or whatever, buy the, the dress or I don't know. But like I asked in the beginning for you, what are some of like the, the hurdles? Mm. I mean, I think that I, I don't think a lot of what you were saying rings true for me. Just mine has a different source. Um, growing up, I was, I was taught to not like what I looked like naturally because I always had to like straighten my hair and t- pluck my eyebrows and like just there was like a certain standard. I had to dress a certain way. It looked like a lady. Like, so, you know, there was just like these standards. So that's not what I look like when I roll out of bed. That's not what I look like naturally yet there. You have to work to do that, to change what your natural inclination is to appear better. So there's always something that needs to be like, fixed or altered there's Mm -hmm. always something that could look better or feel better and i definitely feel like that like that's true like you could always you know you know teeth could be sparkling a little bit your brow like just for your you know there's always some measure that you can get to and so for me being out of and i guess this is all more more current um, stuff that I'm talking about now, except for what I was, you know, growing up. Um, just recently, even though it's been a while since we've been from in Vegas, which is seven years now, and you know, seven years ago had a whole different career. Stuff um of that still kind of like dying off in me, you know, like there's a lot of that. Um, when you do something for so long that it starts to define who you are and you, the things that come compromise or um, compose. compose of what your job is, you're into that and you're researching that and you do those things. You, you use those skills. And then when you're not doing that anymore, you don't use those skills anymore. There's lots of skills that make up, a certain career set and then you just don't use them anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, then that's like using a part of yourself. Like that was a skill you just don't use anymore. So it's like putting us asleep, a part of yourself and you know, flash forward, like I said, seven years, it's something that I not only enjoyed, but like other people enjoyed, it was like a gift that I would share that I just stopped sharing so I, all that to say is that, um, I, I felt most like myself when I was doing those types of jobs, when I was connecting with people, when I was actually laying on my hands and stuff like that. And so since not doing it, I've had to kind of feel like a person that I'm not a hundred percent in certain aspects. And so it's, you know, you're talking about like being your complete self, at string cheese, I, there, there was a moment I felt very much myself and we had just gotten our hats and we had all of our friends around us and the music was so pure and beautiful. And like, it just, everything was so right. And in my, in that moment, it didn't matter of any of the stuff that I'm talking about, like 
about my old job or no, none of those things mattered. None of those things made me or didn't make me feel like myself. There was something in the moment that brought me to such a deep presence that I couldn't feel like anybody or anything else other than myself. And that made me realize what I'm talking about now. That tonight also was a catalyst just in a different way. Like it made me realize like that that was a problem or not even a problem, but that that was an, an ache inside of me that that was, I was feeling that. Um, Cause I'm really good at putting things to bed. And then, you know, if we don't talk about it for any good reason, you know, it just kind of stays in there, stays kind of locked up. And to be honest, we haven't really like talked too much <laughs> on, um, on the uh, rewinds about stuff like this. Our topics are all over the place, mm -hmm. you know, it just hasn't come up. So yeah, this is kind of like new feelings. I'm still feeling these things. And I guess what are some obstacles? It's like, um, maybe not knowing, not knowing what's going on underneath. Cause you're covering it up. You know, that that's been an obstacle for me being a hundred percent myself. And, you know, not feeling, you know, a hundred percent yourself can really just have, um, effects on a lot of parts of your life, you know, cause it's hit hitting every part of your life. If you're not being yourself in one area, there's no such thing. <laughs> yeah, it trickles down into everything. Yeah. I, I just, you know, a, a new, um, Melanie has uh, dawned has since we've moved here and she's not fully complete. Are we ever? No, but like, you know, of course, if I was to die today, then yeah, of course I'm complete. Yeah. You did it. I did it. <laughs> Ta-da. I'm not putting any other, like I need to accomplish anything task or anything like that. But you know, it's just like, I'm not ready to put the song out yet. So that means the song's not done. Yeah. I, I get what you mean. And it, you made me think of something. I don't remember where I saw this, but there was like a guy that was talking about interviewing people in Europe. Mm -hmm. And he would say, what do you do to the person in Europe? And they would be like, oh, I, I like to do pottery and um, kayak. I spend time with my family. Um, I like to make jelly beans, cook. And then he was like, and then I came to the United States and was interviewing people and I'd ask, what do you do? And they'd be like, oh, I work for, um, IBM. I, oh, I'm a truck driver. I'm a whatever their job do. occupation was. And in this country, we identify who we are so strongly with what we do for a living that those two things become inseparable in our usness for sure and but, we are not uh, what we do for a living no for sure but there is something deeper about what i i'm talking about like my occupation i'm not talking about the esthetician part you know facials and waxing and things like that i'm talking about i know that i actually that's part of what i'm here to do is to whatever of sorts lay on of hands heal um 
you know, counsel, therapize, whatever. I'm that's that is what I'm here to do. I don't I'm not here to, you know, ring somebody's grocery bill up. <laughs> like yes I am, but like I have a deep connection to to what I was doing in the healing industry and I, you know, that's where I'm talking about not necessarily, you know, identifying with being an esthetician like I, I feel like that's the least of it it's it's what happens what occurs and in during the transaction of me and that the person that's what I feel like part of what I'm here for wouldn't the the power or the ability to do that thing that you're talking about come from knowing who you are Right. Yeah, that, 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 that's a, um, when I'm doing that, like you were like that, it's so, I want to even just say it's neutral because it's effortless. It's so effortless. Exactly. There's a, a, a happening, but I'm not causing it or stopping it. It's that's, I get it. You know, I'm, I'm being in the happening with it. Yeah. I'm, it's not like you're, it's not my show bringing it's not, groceries and you're like, okay, I'm do this and do Yeah. No, it's much more. It's you're in your center. Yeah. There's, there's nothing to think or talk about or be myself about. <laughs> there, it just is. It's is. Yeah. So that's the, the homecoming of that self and, and, you know, I've noticed, yeah, there's just, we'll just leave it at that. We'll, we'll, leave, no, it, no. No. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. <laughs> My head is like trying to say so many things at once about this whole thing. And, um, I've just been having a hard time lately about it. It's, it's been not like it's, lo I'm losing sleep or anything like that. Hard time about it is in the realizing of it and just the working it out. That's, that's the hard time about it. So in the middle of all of that is you, right? And whether you're doing that thing or not, mm -hmm. you're still in there. Yeah. Right. For sure. And feeling good about who you are shouldn't hinge on if you're doing that thing or not it's there whether you're doing it or not it's it, it is it's yeah. a thing that is alive in you right now yeah it's just not and even it, alive in me it's a part of right. me it's it, not it, separate it just is right mm -hmm. and so whether your hands are physically touching somebody else or not that thing is still there oh yeah and and happening it, it's manifesting in different ways exactly and, and it has been, it's me being okay with how it's manifesting and, and, and being that new person, like there, like there's a huge transition. When I look back at myself or when I think about our old life, I'm like, who the hell were those people? Yeah, <laughs> like, oh yeah, oh yeah, it's yeah. so different. Like it's so vastly different. And then I, like, I don't have a problem with where, what the direction's going. I love what we're doing. I love what I do. I love the, our, like, our life is just so many good things. So many good things. And, and I thought about my life the same way back then. I thought the exact same. I was like, oh my God, this is 
amazing. I remember. I love my life. I love my kid, whatever. So this is not a foreign feeling for me, you know, like it is, I just every now and then people have hard times with accepting and, and having, this is your plate now. I know you liked this. This was your favorite over here, but now this is your new favorite. (laughs) Make work your new favorite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And so, yeah, th- I'm having a hard time about it a little bit. That's, that's. Because you have, see, I do the same thing. I'll have my idea of what I think things should be like that are based on. No, it's missing it. I miss it. It's not what I, I, I think it should be like. I miss it. Like I miss my mom or I miss Sydney and Jasper. I miss it like a person. Right. And when so we it's re- not like I'm trying to recreate that here and now I'm, I'm missing it in the way where I, I want to replace it. It's a person of its own thing and I fucking miss it. And you outgrew it. I did. I, I did outgrow it in that version. Yeah. It's not gone. It's just mutated to a completely different form yeah it's and like, that's it's i'm like having a hard to, time with what that means to me right now it's in like my going life. trying to go back and sit go back to the high school that you went to and just walk in and sit down at one of the desks yeah it's no no you're however old you're that person yeah i i, I don't <clears> even want to do that job that i used to do to that degree i i don't want that i it's something that yeah, like, you know, like you, I don't know, a kid mm. that, that passes away and you miss that kid, mm, you're moved on, you're healthy about it, you've gotten through therapy, you're fine, and you still miss it. Yeah, I understand that. We're like, how it is my dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've gotten through it. It's all good. So that yeah. can affect me being myself sometimes because I'm dealing with things that are taking that ability to be very present. Like my, I have all these thoughts in my mind and when it, when it's like flaring up, (laughs) when the missing is flaring up, (laughs) (laughs) I am not as present because my mind is occupied. So those feelings don't come as often. That was Mm. that really like in my body feeling it. Because when I'm in my body feeling, I'm not judgmental. I'm fine with how everything is. Like, it's an inner knowing. So I don't have to convince anybody of it. And I haven't, that day was a beautiful, like, sunrise, a little peek into that. And a reminder of how good it is when I'm in myself and in my power and in my, out of my head and in my body. Yeah. What about you, Apple? But what? Back to the top. What? What was the question again? Ready for a head-bangingly good time? Dive into the world of heavy metal with the brutally delicious podcast. Here, we don't just talk music. We welcome you into our heavy metal family. Join us for candid chats with legends and rising stars. We go beyond the typical interviews, exploring raw emotions and the life-altering impact of heavy metal. So, whether you're a die-hard metalhead or just curious. Join our family and let the headbanging begin with the Brutally Delicious Podcast. The question is, 
what are some barriers that you have to being yourself? Aaron was saying that self-confidence was a huge one for him. And I was just saying, having all this going on in my head is hard for me to stay present. So I, it doesn't allow me to be myself like that in yeah. that fullness. I'm okay. not like lying about who I am. I'm just not fully embodied. And my, my mind and thoughts are kind of like keeping me from that. Yeah. Well, which I, I, I just following on that too. I think you, you kind of both brushed over it, like moving here from Las Vegas was the beginning of like the belt, the best like self-help self-discovery workshop that could ever happen in my life moving up here back in vegas i i, I just I, I i i never quite knew who i was in vegas it was an influence of growing up and friends and influences and places and things uh, of there's so many reminders of past person and who that person was and then like those expectations and then acquaintances that you'd run into again and like kind of leaving that behind and coming up here um what one thing that really did like Aaron was saying a lot of people say one of their one of their things is who are you and right off the top is like what your occupation is or anything that actually did help me kind of discover who I was more when we moved here and I got into the cannabis industry. I had so many jobs in the past in Vegas and from being a paralegal to my dad, to being a cook, to doing construction, it was always a job there. I was just doing a job that presented itself. So I think I was fortunate enough up here to get in the cannabis industry to realize that that really has been a lifelong passion and that that industry was new, jumping into it right at the beginning. But then I got lost in that. I really, like the first year, as you guys know, it was like heaven. It was like, this is amazing. And I took, like, it, that didn't matter moving up here to, like, take such a pay cut. I went, started back at, like, 12-something an hour mm -hmm. in 2016. But it didn't matter because I was happy and I was doing something that I was finally in my life passionate about. And knew a lot about and enjoyed, you know, like what was it that the Chubba Wonga song, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I want to buy the world a toke. I've always been that person. Like, like if everybody could get stoned and yeah. not necessarily cannabis, but something that would make them feel good about themselves, it, it would be a better world. And now I'm able to do that. But then I did get lost along the way working where I did work for five years. It, it, it became a grind again and it, I didn't feel that I was helping as much. And now like coming to this year, I, I just always flash back when the three of us talk about it quite a bit. When we did the tarot reading at yeah. the beginning of the year, uh, it was so poignant and it's really happening the way it was laid out. This year has been a very, it, it, like not not a struggles like yeah it has been kind of a struggle to deal with all these changes and stuff and then and then I got you know my surgery that I've talked about fixing my hemorrhoid problem that was a life changer but then I started to lose myself again because I went into that I, I went into that old apple from Vegas kind of and kind of lean into being lazy when I was healing. Mm. 
Mm. And, and then trying to find a job again was brutal. Try, you know, with what my experience in the cannabis industry and reaching out to so many people I knew and everybody struggling so much, it became very disheartening to where it's like, okay, I'm just going to, I'm, I just need to get a job again. And then I'm, I count my blessings that what I'm doing now came along because now it's allowed me, I'm, I'm really fallen into this thing as a brand ambassador. It really allows me to be myself even more so than what I did before. That's, that's literally your job now. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 it, and it's also allows me to be who I am. I, I'm very personable. I love being in the spotlight. I love talking to people. And now I am the first person you see when you walk into a dispensary, standing there with the booth set up, educating people and promoting a product I believe in. And, and it, it's really fun to do. I think and you guys have commented. I mean, it, it's made me, I, I don't think like you both said you're, you're ever a hundred percent because you're always a work in progress and we yeah. all life changes daily, your outlook and your influences, personal and outside influences affect that. That's right. And you know, like, like it's like when we always ask like the, those tough questions, like what's your favorite song? What's your favorite? Well, that changes like all the time with with the moods and stuff like that. And I mean, I get that this is just a, this has really been a big year of kind of rediscovery and getting rid of some like kind of house cleaning, getting rid of more of those things like you like you were saying, Aaron, like carrying that stuff from childhood of mm-hmm. of being told that you you were you were never doing anything right. And it made you question yourself because of outside influence. Or or it would make you play it safe. Yeah. When you did know what you were doing, mm-hmm. but you like half measure it so that there's no chance of screwing it up. Yeah. And and for me too, this is I mean, kind of a silly thing, but this is very true in when I was twenty seven and quit using needles and heavy drugs and everything. I, I felt that I, I changed my entire appearance because that, that's what I felt I had to do. That's that was outside influence of, of like you can't have long hair and that. But that's always been me. I feel so comfortable with, with long hair and I didn't start growing my hair back out until we'd been here a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And that that was always kind of like Aaron too. That's kind of that was part of what makes me feel comfortable and myself. There's like power in that of having long hair and and our beards and so I, I love it now it's like on a personal appearance thing i've also gotten to take that back and not carry with it that moniker of like oh that's what a druggie looks like and this and that and shit it's like that doesn't matter that's that's a modern kind of yeah i mean have you seen put the on yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and you look back through history and stuff. I mean, like, like Jesus. <laughs> so <laughs> barriers. That was a question. I mean, that was cool. Like last, you know, three four months. But Aaron was asking about the barriers to being yourself, even though there was some. Like, what would you say? The 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 barriers is like I've talked about in here is like the self doubt thing. Uh, not, not, not necessarily like low self, self esteem or anything, but like self doubt, doubting about the doubt about what you say and what you do. And that's the other thing along with moving up here is us 
leaning into the, like doing the new, no simple road podcast now has given us a voice that lets that inner person explore themselves more mm. because of like what we're talking about right now, it makes you start digging down to find what those are. So those barriers are going away more, but I think that's human nature for there to be barriers. Cause that's what makes you try and continue yeah. trying. Yeah. If you see so, like a roadblock, you're like, investigate why what's going on over there or you know do not enter why not what's what's back behind these we're curious by nature you know yeah i mean yeah as far as barriers it'd be the number one is self-doubt and i dealt with that quite a bit this year kind of resetting myself and quitting a job i wasn't happy with and then coming into a new line of everything and it just the way that the, that that no simple road is going to it just keeps getting better yeah yeah and the and the friend and then the friend like we always talk about the friends and family that has been built around us because of doing this is one of the most self-encouraging things that has happened that's with the podcast that's true it. that's a really that's we really have true. so many people that care that genuinely that we care about and that care about us, that we are all in a position where we are constantly helping each other now. Yeah. And it's amazing. It really amazing. has become, you know, what the No Simple Road family represents for me is like, kind of like the Phoenix, a, a new rising of what it is to be family and what that word means. You know, when I was growing up, when I was little, I should say, I thought that having this Puerto Rican great big family with so many cousins and aunties and was such a cool thing and every I thought everybody was amazing and and I grew up and I started to see behind the curtain of family and all the all of that entails you know cool stuff included but you know not just Mm -hmm. with the no simple road family there's such a connection for people to want to share their um, triumphs and also share when they're they're having a going through a hard time Mm -hmm. and I think that's some of the best family time that you can spend is when you're helping each other through something you like sitting there and like like I've never done it but like sitting shiva for somebody that passes you know just being there with each other in a time of mourning and or graduation weddings and things like that like I feel like those are like that kind of the pinnacles of what family are and I feel that we get so fortunate that so many of the No Simple Road family um, dare to share their their hardships but also their triumphs and it is such an energy um, giving uh group of people that I, like I'm, yes. I'm dumbfounded by it As, really what what this show what what us and you out there listening and what this is like curated mm-hmm. is so special and amazing yeah because it, i remember like in times in in family where they were like hard or or kind of weird you know like there's always some weird shit going on in families and you know people tend to be quiet and not talk about it and, and act like it didn't happen mm-hmm. or or like you know look at you with that look and you better shut up you know without saying anything kind of look and and so we keep these like secrets inside 
about ourselves and about our families and about how we feel. And we become so disconnected to ourselves ourselves, and, and then scared to be ourselves because of what, what you were saying. And, you know, like I remember feeling that way and my brother made me feel like that. My brother totally made me feel like I needed to dim my light. He constantly put down who I was and like just kind of you know always made fun of me and so it always felt silly to be who I was you know Mm -hmm. and he didn't I think he understood kind of spiritually that I had some kind of gift but he always put it down and was like why are you acting like that don't be like that with adults who do you think you are you're just some kid and so like it was like this kind of mantra that made me constantly dim my light too you know my my energetic light and Uh, it sucks because like these are ghosts but a ghost can still be scary even though they're see-through and you can't like you know they're like what are you doing here like kind of thing like why is this ghost here if it's gone and so even though these things are done and over and these memories are you know in the past talking about them I feel it's instrumental sometimes to For kind sure. of get let the ghost out of uh, the closet that, and sometimes those ghosts c- can be misunderstood by your own perception yeah, of it right, because Apple. one it just made me think of that like I used to think I mean, me and my dad have a great relationship now and have for a long time even before we left Vegas but I always felt with the, like I was never living up to his expectations and since moving up here I realized because he says it now like he always says like the three of us and what we're doing is like the, the coolest thing ever like we're the cool kids and stuff and I realized moving up here after a few years of getting into and being separated from Vegas and stuff that all he ever was doing he was always pushing me to do better because he wanted me to be happy and I found that more than ever when we moved up here and started doing our own thing and and now and i've told him it's like i used to think you were hard on me but he was it was it was just him like wanting to see me finally be happy kind of like you said with your dad aaron real like with, with the no simple rut like you fucking thank god you finally found you finally figured it out makes you happy and lets you be you mm-hmm. yeah it's what what trips me out about the whole thing is that like talking about those ghosts and programming from when we're kids, we carry those stories with us. We're the ones carrying it. Yeah, we're right? the ones with the torch on. <clears throat> yeah, like the people that said it have forgotten they said it. Mm-hmm. And the, the thing, whatever the thing is that happened to you is long dead in the past. And we resurrect those things over and over again in ourselves to our detriment. Mm. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And for what? When, when the opposite is so much easier, right? It's so much easier to let it go, but we just don't. And I'm talking about myself. Like that's, that's not an indictment of anybody yeah. other than myself. Like I carry that shit with me for 50 plus years. I allowed that to live in me and put its poison in the soil. Mm -hmm. Right. And 
and and, be- it, and yeah. believed it. Be- believed it. And that's not fair. That's not fair to you guys, to the people listening. That's not fair to my family. That's not fair to the people I work with. That's not fair to the world. Because there's only one of me. Right? Mm-hmm. My light is completely unique from anybody else's. Yeah. And if I'm not shining as bright as possible, I'm doing a disservice to the world to that everything. I live in. Yeah, to everyone and everything and especially yourself. Yep. Yeah. And it's not fair. It's not fair to do that to it's me. It's not fair. It's not fair to do that to me either. I don't mean you to no, me. I know I, what, I, I mean, know exactly what you mean. It's not fair. It, it isn't fair. And it's not fair for you guys out there. And yeah. I know that trauma is deep. Trauma right? I'm not deep. saying just just forget about it, get over it, move on. <laughs> no, because yeah, just well, I think some of the reasons, and then they're inf- the reasons are infinite. But some of the reasons are like the way we, why we drag them around is because, like you said, they become a belief system. You you mm-hmm. believe this now. You don't think it was something to be discarded. It was uh, something like you know hot potato. Like it's yeah, on no, you now. It. You know, and then. Sometimes you, without a ton of self-inquiry, when are you going to have the time to even, you know, bring this up? Yeah. You know, like if you're an average typical person that has a job and a family or someone that loves you or interests, there's not so much time, extra credit time for self-reflection. And by the time you get to these ghosts or these dented cans in the corner they're dusty they've been there for a while they're unrecognizable sometimes and you got to kind of peel away and be like oh my god i can't believe this photo album look at what who's in here (laughs) you know I, i just think that really coming out of it or talking about it it's talking about it brings light to something that was hidden and you have a gnosis about it now. You have this new knowledge about it. The detriment part is keeping it under wraps even after it's been revealed, not doing anything about it. And I still even understand that, but that's where the power is. It's an action. You know it, now there's something to act about. And when we do it, we feel good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the thing. That's What's the best yes. feeling? <laughs> Once we start acting on what we know to be right, it feels great. We're like proud of ourselves in a deep way where somebody doesn't need to tell us anything about it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's yeah. just like, oh, you're like taking a good, good poop. It doesn't benefit anyone else but you, but it makes you so proud when you do it. <laughs> and, yeah, it makes right? you feel like, good on many does. levels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, I just wow. don't. I don't want anybody out there to think that like I'm minimalizing your uh, baggage. Believe me, <laughs> that is not what's going on here. I'm just saying like it's worth investigating what the baggage is and why it's there and uh, figuring out what you can do with and what you can do without. And if you can't, if you see something and you know that you need to get rid of it and can't, that's when you ask for help. Yes. Yeah. That's when you reach out your hand and say, 
I've got this ghost that follows me around everywhere I go and I don't know how to get rid of it. Can you help? That's what I was talking about earlier. Like sometimes things are harder to care for or or digest or um, incorporate, you know, it's challenging. Yeah. It's hard. Sometimes people just need like a pat on the back and a, a hug. Like that's real. I mean, whatever culture we're in, but if you got it like that with somebody, sometimes people just need a freaking hug. Like I know I'd have this week. Me too. I, <laughs> it's, it's always unfolding. It's never going to stop. You, who you are, who I am is a c- continual work in progress until the day you die. You're not going to ever wake up in the morning and go, I did it. I cracked the Melanie code. I mean now, forever. That's it. Life is not a video game. You don't get to the end and get the big reward. And it's like, oh, now you get to just smooth sailing until the end. Like, no, it's always going to be a struggle and self-searching. But it's worth it. And and you know what? What I'm coming to discover as I get older is that when you start to get clear in you then the people that you love can benefit from it oh my gosh yes and that's dope and don't you i mean like that too that the more clear you are the more your attraction is for things that are clearer and of good intention yeah absolutely you know like you attract what you put out type of thing (laughs) yeah well I don't know. I don't know what all that was about, but you wanted to talk about. Well, that, I did. I, that, I love these conversations because it makes us look inside of ourselves. And this was kind of like you said at the beginning. This kind of lit, lit the fire sitting here with Christian and Skyler talking about being yourself yeah. and the stuff yeah, that he yeah. struggled okay. with. I'm, okay. Thanks for you know, reminding it, it, me. Tying yeah. In, like the that. full circle from the beginning. I mean, that's kind of how this came about is by the interview we did today, which you all are going to love when you mm-hmm. hear it. Yeah. Do, do what you love is my advice for the week. Like truly do something that you love. If you don't know what that is, explore then. Start start with like something you like to eat. Everybody has one thing that they like to eat. But I just I, I'm saying this for myself. I I just need to do something that I love this week. And so I'm sharing that with, with all y'all. And and hey, it, if the thing that you want to do that you love, n- nobody around you digs doing that thing, do it anyway. Do it for you. Don't do it to please anybody else. Yeah. Do it for yourself. If it's something you truly love and enjoy and you do it, you're, you're going to attract somebody or something else that is going to lend I'm, towards I'm that. I'm going to do something that I love this week. What? I'm going to uh, go see the Flaming Lips. That That's exciting. I'm excited about that. Me too. I'm super excited about that. And uh, I'm excited about our other interviewee coming to the studio tomorrow. Oh my gosh, yes. That's going to be exciting. We shouldn't say it. Mm-mm not saying it uh hey everybody no simple road is appearing live at ophelia's electric soapbox in denver colorado on august 30th at 7 30 p.m with andy frasco's world saving podcast 
No Simple Road is going to have Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters. Chris Pandolfi of Inside the Musician's Brain, a wonderful podcast where he digs deep with his guests. So check him out. And uh, Andy Frasco is going to have comedian Todd Glass and a mystery guest. So tickets are still available. And I think there are a few left. If you're going to be in Denver on Wednesday, come hang out with us at Ophelia's. Come have dinner. Watch us do a live podcast and talk about the fish community and all the fun stuff. And uh, follow us on the social media platforms. Go to our website. Get a tarot reading from Mel and I. Buy get some get some that merch. merch. I got a, a Jerry design up on our website if you want to go check that out. It's a thug life with Jerry design. It's I'm so, I'm, I'm, I got to say too, I'm so excited about my new shirt. What shirt? Oh. My no simple road shirt, the orange one. Oh. I just love my orange and that orange. It's like so bright. And I think it's, it's funny. Like your orange shirt with your orange Nike shoes. Yeah. It's, you're funny, dude. I think I that's it. dope. Yeah. No, be you, dude. <laughs> Kill it. Sunshine daydream. Oh. Sunshine daydream. Um, yeah, Patreon. Well, you know me. That used to not be. I was not quite as colorful in the past. Mm-mm. No. I love my colors now. I know you do. I'm. You do you, boo. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash No Simple Road. That is how you can support us to continue doing what we're doing. You and hey, know. man. You're missing out on a bunch of content if you're not a Patreon subscriber. Patreon. I feel sad for you. Um, yeah, throw us a buck. Throw us a bone. Anything else, anybody? Oh, well, you can always call that tepid line at 971-808-1524. That number and that's is 971-808-1524. And like we've said, that is the open mic. You, you, you're, you're allowed to do whatever you want on there. Well, I'm not, I'm not going to ask for anything or tell you what to do, but it open mic okay oh speaking of that we have the cliffhanger from last week with john b oh yeah you never played the rest of that hang on a second i'm gonna i'm gonna play it right now okay 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 the last time we went when we saw modesky after fence the other time so somehow we get the ideas we have no tickets we get to the girl who's checking the IDs that checked us out last time. It was kind of being snooty, but I like that. Whatever. Um, <laughs> John and Hunter snooty. literally, there's an opening when we get there. He just walked right past the counter in the Aggie with no ticket. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? And then I try, and the girl's like, hey, do you have a ticket? And I was like, oh, my God. He just walked right in the show. And I was like, no. And she's like, you have to leave. Aww. And I was like, damn it. What am I going to do? And then literally... Security was bringing this drunk guy out, and then that gave me an opportunity. And the girl turned away, and I ran up the stairs, and I got into Eggy. So Eggy, I wasn't trying to sneak into your show, bro, but <laughs> that was like the sickest show I've ever seen for my first Eggy show. Um, you guys rocked it out. That place got so hot; it was the freaking I don't know craziest dance party. I've been dancing till three a.m. after dancing at a fish show. Um, so my feet are in pain right now. I need some THC bath salts for a foot bath. Yeah, you do. Um, but anyway, that's a future endeavor when I'm hanging out at Rhythm's Ground in 2029 for the sixth festival when we're having bath salt THC uh, foot bath. But anyway, yeah. that's just a dream I have. So I don't know. <laughs> Eggie was awesome. This was awesome. Um, 
Life is awesome. The world is awesome. Oh, and one <laughs> other thing. Last night was kind of cool because it was the six-year anniversary from the last day I ever drank a beer, which was from Baker's Dozen, which also means that was seven years since I did any dope. So it was kind of a little celebration of, like, not being dead and being clean and sober Aww. and fucking happy because... <laughs> I fucking love life, and I'm him being proud of who he is and Look at that. after what we just talked about on this rewind yeah. yep. like yeah. to bring it back home of being unapologetically yourself john. wow yeah, john Johnny thank B. you for Fuck fucking yeah. circling you, you know, are you, you awesome ha- you are awesome man you always have a way of closing the circle he man you really are no simple road frequency yes for you sure. are for yes, sure, and I love that 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 like I couldn't, I couldn't imagine asking you to leave anywhere, and that lady that asked you to leave it turned around so quickly. Well, and he, you didn't were have, in. he didn't have a ticket. Uh, so what? It's John, <laughs> just come on. It's in. John B's. Oh. Yes, be like, come on in, John. If I was working the door, of course I would saying. allow John B. Yeah. In. Yes, okay, I understand. And he, he got to be himself. Wait for her to turn around. Boom. Yeah, and then in John that show. in that trench coat right up the. And I'm sure Aggie will forgive you. Uh, hey, everybody, that was Tepid Line 971-808-1524. That's how you do it. Uh, David, we got your calls. I'm holding on to them, and uh, we're, we're, we'll, be, we'll be playing them. Don't, don't feel like we're not playing your stuff on purpose. It's just we're at the end of the show, and, and we'll play it on Monday's episode. We'll be back on Monday with another full episode of No Simple Road, and until then, we would like it if you would take care Friday. of each other. Uh, yeah, Friday. We'll Sorry. be back on Friday. I'm confused. Yeah, it's we'll okay. Be back on Friday. This is Monday. Take care of each other. Smile a stranger. Safety third. Hydrate. Who's got our SOs? And unapologetically be yourself. That's about it. Peace.
well as a fear. We've traveled this road before, so we may think. But it's a tad bit of strange similarities that feed an A equal A complex. The fears of your past do not equal the perplexities of the current road. Ready for a head-bangingly good time? Dive into the world of heavy metal with the Brutally Delicious Podcast. Here, we don't just talk music. We welcome you into our heavy metal family. Join us for candid chats with legends and rising stars. We go beyond the typical interviews, exploring raw emotions and the life-altering impact of heavy metal. So whether you're a diehard metalhead or just curious, join our family and let the head-banging begin with the Brutally Delicious Podcast. Oh, 